Good morning and welcome to the 7am Bible. This is Paul Chapman and this is episode number 13. Thanks for listening. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for a good night's rest. We thank you for waking us to a brand new day and we pray now as we open your word, you'll bless us and help us to understand and take away with us a lesson for us today. We pray this and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've joined us for the first time, we've been looking at the life of Jacob. In the last episode, we looked at the determination of two parents at odds with each other over which son would get the birthright blessings. Isaac's secret plan to bless Esau, despite Esau's unfitness for the blessing, was overheard by Rebekah, Isaac's wife. Being a woman of action, she at once set in operation a plan to foil Isaac. She would take advantage of Isaac's failing eyesight. Her plan required Jacob to act the part of Esau and fool his father into blessing him. But Jacob hesitated, fearful of the consequences. Deception, you see, is never okay. Jacob knew that, but as we'll see, he was yet to have that experience with God that would enable him to patiently do what was right and leave his destiny in God's hands. Jacob feared that if he gained the blessing by deceiving his father, it would turn the blessing into a curse. This is where our story picks up today. Let's read it. In Genesis 27 verse 13, And his mother said unto him, Upon me be the curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. Now she was referring to the two kids of the goats that she would use to prepare savoury meat for Isaac, which he had expected Esau to do with the venison. See, Esau had been sent to catch uh, the venison and bring it back and prepare it for, for um, Isaac in order for then Isaac to have this feast where he was going to bless Esau. So Jacob, in obedience to his mum, goes and fetches and brings the, it says here in Genesis 27, 14, it says he went and fetched and brought them, the kids of the goats, to his mother, and his mother made savoury meat, such as his father loved. Now, you know, Rebecca must have had such a strong influence over Jacob. You see, his scruples were overborne by her command, and he, being the faithful son, obeyed. Now, it's true that children obey your parents is an adage of scripture that many of us quote. It says there in Colossians 3 verse 20, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. So, should we do that? Obey our parents in all things? Well, we should, but not when it comes to transgressing God's law. In obeying his mother, Jacob would be dishonoring his father which is the fifth commandment, and bearing false witness, which is the sixth com- uh, the um, ninth commandment. That's in Exodus 20, verses 12 and 16. What Jacob had failed to consider is what Paul makes plain in Ephesians 6, verses 1 and 2. Now, Paul clear, uh, clarifies it here. He says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that and uh, thou mayest live long on the earth. That's Ephesians 6, 1-3. Jacob had become so absorbed with obtaining the blessing that it overshadowed his moral compass. That's the danger for us in desiring something that may be you know, not wrong in itself, but we end up doing anything to get it. So let's read how the scheme was accomplished. 
Now you'll remember Jacob was a plain man who dwelt in tents, a shepherd. His brother was very hairy and roamed the fields hunting. Isaac may not have been able to see, but he could still feel Jacob's skin and smell his clothes. In case this should give Jacob's deception away, the record says in Genesis 27 verse from verse 15, Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And in verse 16, And she put the skins of the kids of the, of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck, and she gave the savoury meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So now all set, I'm sure Jacob stood there in trepidation. But... I think his fears might have been eased, perhaps with the thought that, well, I can just go in there and give him the meat and say not a word. But that's not how it turned out. Verse 18 tells us, And he came unto his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, who art thou, my son? Jacob's voice was the obvious giveaway here. Isaac's eyes, you see, were dim, but not his hearing. And verse 19 tells us, And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. Committed to walk down a pathway of deception, Jacob resorts to outright lying to his father. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when at first we practice to deceive. There was no turning back now for Jacob. So let's read on. Let's um, let's read on what happened. Genesis twenty-seven verses uh, twenty. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. What? Can you believe that? Bringing God into the deception, Jacob, Jacob, so near to God yet so far. Verse 21, And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto his Isaac his father, and, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Rebekah's plan worked. The next verses give the detail. Verse 24, I'm reading. And he said, Art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. And he came near, and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee and blessed be he that blesseth thee. Jacob finally got what he wanted, but not how he expected. Fraud. The Bible's first domestic scam. An aged parent deceived by his very own son with the help of his mother. This is not God's way. Jacob would pay a hefty price, as we'll see later. 
So what happened when the real Esau arrived? Let's have a read in Genesis 27 verses 30 to 33. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made savoury meat and brought it unto his father, and said unto his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that that, uh, thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy, thy firstborn Esau. Can you imagine the confusion and betrayal Isaac must have felt to be deceived by his own son and with the help of his own wife? And Isaac trembled very exceedingly, it says in verse 33. You see, he was in a state of shock. He goes on to say here, and Isaac says, Who, where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. Now, if Esau despised the spiritual side of the birthright and its obligations to serve God, he valued the temporal side, that is, the material wealth and the headship of the family. This was the blessing he really wanted. But he was too late, far too late. You see, had Esau valued service to God as much as he had valued pleasing himself, he would have received the blessing, I'm sure. But God permitted events to take their course. Esau reaped the consequences of his own life of freedom to do as he pleased. So what happened to Esau? Well, as Isaac had said of Jacob, let thy mother's sons bow down to thee, so Esau would bow down to Jacob. The headship was now Jacob's, and he would be blessed materially and spiritually. In Genesis 27, 34-40 we read, And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety and hath taken away thy blessing. You know, it's like the serpent in Eden. Jacob's deception revealed the flaw in his character. So far from the character of Jesus, who is light and truth. This was too much for Esau. His tears were tears of bitterness for what he lost, not for the waywardness of his own life. And he said in verse 36, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times, and he took away my birthright, and behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? You'll remember from episode 2 that Jacob means literally heel catcher, and thus supplanter. Someone who displaces someone else in a negative sense. Now the name supplanter would forever testify of the deception he practiced to cheat his brother out of the birthday blessings. But Esau, like any child cheated out of their portion of inheritance, does not give up. Was there anything left for him? Verse 37 tells us, And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him, and what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. The heartstrings of Isaac were touched at the sight of his favorite son, a tearful mess over what had just happened. There was nothing Isaac could do, however, to avert the reality of Jacob's ascendancy over his brother. But he could make it bearable. Verse 39 tells us, And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, 
Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, and of the dew of heaven from above. And by thy sword shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. So Esau would serve Jacob, but not forever. He would live by the sword and gain his dominion, and in a position of strength, break free from Jacob's headship. Esau would again serve himself like he always had done. So the takeaway today for me is this. Contrary to Jacob's action in obeying his mother, listen to your voice of conscience always. Do the right thing, even if it means the displeasure of your parents or those you respect, and never deceive. It just doesn't pay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the meditation this morning that reminds us of the need to practice patience when it comes to waiting for you to bless us, Lord, or to answer our prayers. When it comes to determining our destiny, Father, we know that only the actions of our lives today can ensure that we gain a a blessing from Thee and that our destiny will be as You've planned for us. So I pray that each one of us will not resort to deception or to you know, compromising our faith, compromising our principles, trying to get ahead in life, but that we will trust in Thee always and be patient and wait on Thee to, to fulfill Your purpose for us. So we pray this, Father, and thank You in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening in on the 7am Bible. I trust you've gained a blessing and wherever you are today, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, I trust and pray you have a great day. And remember, always take the Lord with you. Until next time, I look forward to you joining me for the 7am Bible. Oh